Yes, Honest Actors is back with brand new episodes every Friday. To help me continue releasing new episodes without a sponsor, or to say thanks for your favourite old ones, click the support link in the episode description. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. It's a one-off, feeling generous, good deed for the day sort of thing. Think of it as bumping into me and buying me a drink. To find out more, click the support link. Thanks for listening and enjoy the show. Uh, yeah, mine's a large red. I hate those guys. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Jonathan. Hi, my name is Jonathan Harden, and this is Series 2 of the Honest Actors Podcast, sponsored by TodayTix. If you want great offers on theatre tickets, access today seats on your mobile, and exclusive front row lotteries, you need TodayTix, the ticketing app that lets you see theatre differently. To get tickets with no queues and no fuss, download TodayTix now on the App Store and Google Play. And now it's time to share with you, at long last, Episode 5 with Billy Carter. Start you off on an easy one, Billy. Uh, well, All actually, right. before I do anything, I'll say thanks, yeah. for, thanks very much for agreeing to do it in the first place. Um, you are my first uh, expat, as it were. You're my first outside of the UK interview. Um, so right. while you're, I imagine, swanning around your apartment block in New York, I am yes. sat on the staircase into our cellar in Streatham. And there... Lovely. There is the disparity between our two worlds. Uh, so, to, to get get us started, how did you first get into acting? Uh, well, when I was very very young, from uh, you know from the age of uh, seven or eight, I think, and uh, I used to do a lot of skits and stuff, and we would go around old RUC buildings and, and orange halls and. Uh, Psych- psychotic hospitals and then um, I joined the Lyric Youth Theatre in, in Belfast um, and then I just kept looking at local drama groups like Bangor Operatic and uh, Bangor Drama Group and I wasn't terribly academic at school at all and uh, so at the acting was the thing that I could do and I really enjoyed that, that. and when I did GCSE drama uh, my I went to an old boys school and they didn't have a, a, a drama department so they sent me off to the girls' school. Right. So when all the fellas were doing sports, I was prancing around the girls' school doing GCSE drama, which I failed. <laughs> uh, and then I worked a little bit. I left school at 16, and uh, somebody just said to me, uh, I think you should go to drama school in London, or uh, England. And I went to Guildford School of Acting, and I could uh, really, I could only afford one flight over, uh, and they offered offered me a place there and then. Uh, so it seemed I kind of yeah, it seemed to be. I was active very early on. I kind of knew yeah. this was uh, you know I just knew that I could really do something like this. So so going back then, do you have a particular memory 
uh, of a first time on stage? Uh, yeah, I, I, well, I used to, when I was even younger, I was like at school on a Friday, you know, kind of entertain, you know, do like impersonations of Elvis Presley. And, uh, and I used to do Bobby Ball. <laughs> but I just, um, I just remember stillness. I remember kind of, I love making people laugh. And I think that was the first uh, hearing a cried laugh, I have to say. It sounds all very romantic, but I do, I do very, I remember it very clearly. Uh, with hushed tones as well, I quite enjoyed and, and did you have at that age? I mean, did you have a sense that this was something that could go on to be a career? You've referenced somebody saying to you much later that you should go to drama school in England. Mm, but at that yeah. age, was it just a bit of fun, or was it something you thought, you know, I want to be was a, an actor? No, it, yeah, it was a bit of fun. But I think uh, there was like I had a little comedy partner said that you you take it more serious than I I do. You know, yeah. and I always kind of was kind of always working at it, and you know, uh, I, I'm kind of quietly obsessed with it. Yeah. Um, and as I say I wasn't academic at school, and I so I just it, I, I kind of feel it was my when I grew up a little bit. I thought, oh, this actually might take it out of here too. Actually, you know. Uh, um, um, and was that was it an important part of it? Was was the idea of getting out of Bangor or getting out of Northern Ireland? Was that part of was that part of well, the plan was always to go back to northern, back back to Northern Ireland, and you know, I was in London when I was I, I moved up to London when I was twenty two, twenty three. After I graduated from from uh, Guildford, now I had trained in three years of musical theatre, but my first job was uh, at the Royal Court, playing this psychotic guy who got sex and violence mixed up, and everybody thought I was this really intense broody actor but I, I really just wanted to be in Cats <laughs> and um, I didn't have the heart to tell anybody uh, so I just went <laughs> I went along with it for ages but uh, my plan was to go back home and um, I don't know you, you know you just yeah, yeah, London was a, is a very attractive place and it was looking after me and I thought no you know, I'll, I'll go home later you know but then I stayed for 20 years and then I moved to New York so so you're a teenager in, in Bangor in Northern Ireland. Um, you are, as you said yourself, not academic. You failed even your drama GS, GCSE. Yes, yeah, I uh, failed you, that. I got, did, I, got a, I got a D. Did you have the support of your family? I mean, did they get behind this notion that you you were a performer or was that something you, you battled with them? Over? Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. It's funny, when I left school, I mean, on the Friday, there was a, an application form to start the factory. Monday. I mean, it sounds like the '60s, but it was true. Or get a shop, or go to a shop and work. Yeah. Well, I did that for a bit, and I just and I used to do a little. You know, the the acting thing was always there, and um, even though I failed my, my GCSE drama, I, I practically I could do it. But to sit down and explain it or draw, draw diagrams about, it, I couldn't do. Yeah. Wasn't that interested? Um. And then, so regarding, yes, that I had great backing from my family, and I think that they, they, they saw a passion, and I think my parents, I don't come from an acting family, um, they, it's funny actually, they, it's been quite an odd journey, this, and they absolutely are really proud of me and support me through <laughs> all these years, but I realised that they only see the finished product. Yeah. They still don't quite understand it. They only see what that two hours of me showing off on stage 
uh, or prancing about, or that takes six months to film, which takes two hours to watch. So they still, they're you know, they have no idea what the work or the mechanics that go into something now, you know, which is fine, which is, I like actually, you know. Uh, I mean, but they've always been very, very supportive, and, and I think that's been a great thing for any doing something like this is to have that support and understanding. I do edit certain things out when I talk about, you know, they don't see the lows really. You yeah. Know. Uh, yeah. Uh, they see the result and they see, you know, what they see as a, a wee bit of success or whatever, you know. So, so talking about successes, then, you know, if you were to pick out one highlight from your career. Um, what's the thing you're most proud of? You know, there's ones that I've really, it's ones that I've really bonded lifetime friendships with, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Uh, it's not the big smoker, it's not the big, it's ones that I, that I can go, God, I met those people then and they've, and we've all carried each other since then. Mm-hmm. You know, so I think those would be the jobs that I would put in my back pocket. An agent once told me, and this is something, this is going to be one of those moments in the interview when people who listen are going to go, he's asking that question again. Uh, An agent (laughs) once told me, uh, and the agent shall remain nameless as they have been thus far, that an actor's only ever happy for the five minutes after they get the phone call telling them they've got a job. But from the sixth minute onwards, they start to doubt themselves and and their ability to do the job. Do you... Uh, recognize any of that in yourself and if you don't from from the sixth minute what type of things do you uh, start to play on your mind no I can dine out on that for a long time more than six minutes um, <laughs> to be honest I, I am delighted with myself um, and uh, it carries you through particularly it depends what you've been coming from if you've been in the dregs you know yeah, um, and you've had nothing on the horizon you know that's different, but if, if I think, you know, I kind of I do lock myself into the job then after that, you know, and I it, it gets me gets me you know a different skin on me and um, but I, I don't I don't kind of doubt too much after I get that call or anything, you know. Also, I, I don't like that attitude with agents. I, I worked in an agent's office for a little bit, and I, I couldn't bear to be honest the way they spoke about actors. And, um, and how they saw us um, it's pretty stupid what did you learn from that experience um, if anything that helped you then dealing with agents subsequently um, agents have a, you know they've got they, we always we give them that permission that they have all the answers yeah and they they know they're slightly ahead of you in the game we're the ones who are doing it. We know the mechanics of all that. But um, some agents who are who are surprise me are not actor friendly. Yeah. Um, um, also, some actors are a pain in the hole. <laughs> and also, the, the the how the office shares the celebration of another actor's you know getting the job is it's brilliant for an agent to be able to um, you know confirm something. But I did see some people kind of put the phone down and just the eyes are rolled towards the heavens where per actor's just been asking on a Monday uh, is there any jobs coming up you know and the amount of stuff that came in for headshots and um, you know people asking for representation and a list of you know 50 on a daily basis would just go straight into a bin 
So what other things then, what other things, uh, I mean, have you done? I think we've all done, there's a certain checklist almost that actors have done, but what what kind of things have you done in between jobs to stay sane, to pay the bills, uh, to get out of the house, <laughs> to meet people? Yeah. Uh, what, what, I, I've been what kind very of things I've been very bad at this, and I, 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 and I think I could have had an easier ride with it, having had to, you know, develop another skill. Um, I've done years ago like a call center, but these things only last for like a week for me because then I just get, I just, I, I just panic. I get tight chested, and uh, uh, I just leave. But I, 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 when I'm not working, I, 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 I was given a, a very small bit of advice was just to keep fit, you know, mentally and physically. So you have to yeah. be t- kind of twice as fit when you're not working. Yeah. Um, um, but I, I mean, I have no skills apart from this bloody job. If, you know, if the time comes in between work and you haven't been working for a while. Uh, there's plenty uh, of it, yeah. Yeah. So, so what is, I mean, a, a personal question, what's the longest you remember going without an acting job? So, uh, eight months and that eight months um, does that ever feel like it's the end of of your career does it feel like oh god this uh, it's past yeah it was the long I mean that was the longest period without even like a day's filming or something that you could break it up a little bit but it was like eight months of nothingness and I had just come back from New York originally in two, that was 2007 and I just lived in this bubble for ages. I was doing a show from the old Vic and, and we were on Broadway and it was massive and um, and I came back and I it just I could not get arrested. And uh, it went so long I got numb. And uh, so and I couldn't even get out of the house. I I find myself the smallest of things with such an effort, you know. Um and I, I would say, and I was going up for things, but I think I was absolutely out of shape in the sense of just how I conducted myself. Uh, there was, a, there was a, a quiet smell about me. Yeah. And um, it's a thing that I'm very aware of. And I think it doesn't matter how many years since that's passed, you, you still got a little scratch on it. And, uh, you, you know, you still, of course, you get panic-stricken a little bit. Um, and we live very close to the wire, of course. Um, and maybe the older I've got, I've tested my, you know, equipment on that um i know i have a partner who's in the business as well so uh, we lean on each other an awful lot which uh, i used to do that quite on my own which is a very different thing um mm. uh, so there's plenty of time hiding at the moon um but um now i try to keep it as simple as possible and um but i have still developed no skills <laughs> um so, so has has I mean, having a partner obviously is part of it, but has being unemployed gotten easier with time, do you think, as you develop those coping mechanisms? Yeah, I, I, I remember kind of being in shock the first couple of times being unemployed because... Uh, well, you'd started in the royal court. Of course, you, you, but yeah, you'd and, set yourself yeah, up for... Like, you know, you for, set yourself up, yeah, yeah and things were, things were, you know... Really, really singing along gorgeously and I didn't plan that it was, it was great <laughs> then um, just nothing happened for ages do you remember the job that ended that eight months do you remember the call yes it was I do I do I remember the call and I remember uh, shaking 
think I was that bad. And it was a shocking play, but I needed the work. And if I met the director in New York recently who came over and apologised. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but we both needed the work. You've said there that, um, you know, that... Y- You've been through these periods that are difficult, and you've, you know, you've, mm. you, you've, you carry that with you. You carry those experiences. Mm-hmm. Um, whenever you then get into uh, the job that ends those moments, um, do you do you think that those those experiences carry, say, into a rehearsal period? I mean, do you did that job that ended eight months? Did did any of those moments of anxiety and angst and possibly negativity as well did you carry any of those into the rehearsal room or, or did that just uh, yeah, they, did that, they, they did that did dissolve I mean as soon as the call came uh, no they didn't quite dissolve because I say there was a bit of a smell about it so it lingered <laughs> it lingered a little bit if you know what I mean yeah um, but they're, they're, they're quickly sh- you know sh- uh, you can check them off and and but uh, they're always present, really, a little bit. They're always kind of on my shoulders, you know. Buy tickets to the best theatre in London the new way. With the Today Ticks app, getting great offers and access to exclusive tickets has never been easier. With Today Ticks Rush, you won't have to queue at the box office for hours to get day seats, and you can access big savings with their lotteries for shows like Kinky Boots and The Bodyguard. Download Today Ticks, the theatre ticket app, from the App Store and Google Play, and see theatre differently. Do you know when auditions have gone well? I know. I would say the majority of my stuff, I know that. I, it sounds very arrogant. I don't know if it does, but uh, there's many of us that I've got that. But then, you know, you can only bring yourself to the table. And then there's parts that I've been up for, and I thought, God, that was brilliant. Uh, you see it on TV, and it's, you know, a 60-year-old man playing it. Yeah. Um, uh, but so, they, they, they you, you know, what your talent... You know what we have to work with and what we bring ourselves to the table. Uh, it, it, uh, there's so many loops to go through to get you that parts, and um, uh, so I try not to be hard on myself to go. I I fucked that up, but I, I think it, there's so many. You know the scripts change or the characters change or whatever, or uh, you're, you're pairing somebody else up, or you know. Have you ever then um, at any moment in that eight months or since or before you you taken a piss there? No, I was just, I just got this lovely water. <laughs> I'm just, yeah, I'm just pissing out the window there. I'm on the, I'm on the thirtieth floor. <laughs> uh, I was going to ask you, uh, take your time there. Pour the, pour the water, pour the water. Let's, let, let's get that out of the way. I've got it. I've got, I've got her. I've got, got her. Yeah. It sounded great, actually. Um, Thanks. You, you pour well. Um, so I was just going to ask then, in those you know periods where it hasn't been going so well, and God knows you, you have, of course, had had your fair share of of highs and, and like you say a lot of jobs to be proud of um, but, yeah. but at any point have you even toyed with the idea of giving up and doing something else uh, yeah it didn't last very long of course I mean it was a moment of you know um, I, I just don't want to live like this anymore in that sense um, yeah. and I'd been at it for a few years and I kind of looked around and I was going I just felt floored by the whole experience. Um, I also then hibernated for a bit, which is not good. You know, um, you move away from the acting community. Um, I was just terrible. It was an awful time. But yeah, there was a there was a very small bit. I thought, what could I do? And then I look at it. I can't do anything else. I mean, I've got O level woodwork. 
Right. Um, right. So, I mean, I don't know. I might have or retrained or I thought. I'm quite envious of people who have, um, you know, their partner has, the, you know, a, a full-time job and, you know, and they have a routine and they have, um, um, but I just accept that's just the way it is and I'm quite happy with it now, you know. Um, but I have, during that eight months and, and times in between that as well where it's been a few months here and there, you know, um, you're still racking yourself and... Um, I'm trying to be keep as active within, you know, seeing things, seeing plays that inspire me and stuff. But, um, I mean, there's a lot of moments of sweat, you know, uh, because you just don't know, is it going to be another nine months or eight months? Mm-hmm. You know, I've heard a brilliant actor that two years out, uh, it terrifies me sometimes. And then, of course, then the money, money's not terribly good, particularly if you're a theatre man and, and doing theatre stuff. And, um, and th- there's no change from the US, certainly in New York. I mean, doing all Broadway stuff for, I mean, money's pretty shocking. Yeah. Um, um, so that's always, and it's financial for me, always in my head. It's always, been, I've made a bit of money in the past, and I've, you know, uh, but I'm, I'm amazed that I've been able to, to keep things going. Yeah. Um, you know, um, is that is that you the know. most difficult thing about being an actor? Do you think is is the financial insecurity? The yeah, of course it is. And that, yes, you know, you talk about that. Um, you know, your agent phones and it's five minutes. That that great. That that's the job. And then I, you know, maybe it's that you know six minutes that you do sit down. You have to do the sums. Have Have you had close friends who've who've taken that that leap? and gone into something else later in life where they just went, I've had enough. Have you had many friends yeah, who done that? Fr- I had a couple of friends earlier on, I have to say, um, who did that. And they, I mean, they have brilliant jobs now. And, but the most important thing is that they found contentment within them. And I think there's a period of struggle. And I don't think it takes, I think it takes a big person to change careers like this. Oh, yeah. I don't see it as a failure. I said, I can't, I take my hat off to you, man. You know, I've, you know, who've shifted ground so much. Um, and I know actors who changed 20 years ago who still cry that they can't get on. They, they still want to do it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And they never find that happiness. But it just wasn't, they weren't able to, you know, for various reasons, it just wasn't going to work for them. Um, but you see, you see them struggle even maybe 20 years down the line. I had a friend who was really struggling for years in himself and with acting, and I said to him, "Maybe you, maybe you, you need to, to kind of give it up." Now, I, I regret that because it's not my place to ask anybody or tell anybody to give anything up. But I was trying; it, 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 I could see it really take an effect on him. Uh, you know what I mean? It, it, yeah. and you're constantly reminded, sort of in our business, who's doing really well. I remember going, there was one day, and I went down the tube, I saw a couple of my peers, you know, these big posters, and then I went, I got up, and they were on the bus, and, I, and they were on billboards everywhere, and I wanted to run. Now, you've been doing this, as you've already said, for a long time. One way or another, you've been performing since a very young age. Um, has performance, or has acting gotten easier with time you talk a lot about uh your equipment uh has your equipment got more advanced 
as you've moved through your career, or do you still feel like you've got yes. the same toolkit and occasionally it gets a bit rusty? No, no, I think I think there's there's I think you know after a few years you you you, you you've really tested it and uh, given the permission to really use it, I think you can just uh, you can go on all cylinders a little more and you can sustain it a little better I think and also just with the with the acting but also just with you within the industry itself the understanding of it the placing of it um, uh, the whole self-discipline on it um, focus all those have got better through time uh, also giving yourself a little easier ride as well it's got a lot easier in time do you, um, do you think it's a difficult craft Uh, yeah, I, yeah, it is. It is. I, yeah, I, 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 I think it's. Um, I mean, I have, it gets a lot of respect, but I think a lot of people might abuse it a little bit. You know, um, I, 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 I mean, I, I respect actors so much. My fellow actors, I, I think, to create is the, it's, it takes it's a lot takes a lot to, to create. I think sometimes we just take it for granted, and that sometimes when I see, you know, my peers, and I, I go over to you, man. It's fantastic what you've been able to do, tap into. Do you think what I couldn't do? Do you think it's important uh, to to give other actors those kind of yes. uh, honest praise and credit where it's due? No, I I, I I give it when it's due, definitely, and I don't have, uh, and I think it is important as a, a community to look out for each other and to encourage each other and you know it, it may not what well, the other person does may not be of your taste or whatever but it, it, it's I think it is important that we don't get too uh, quiet about that I think it's a brilliant thing it's a family as well you know um, uh, and to, you know, to listen to each other and this is what I love about this podcast as well I, I think it's really important and I'm, I'm surprised it hasn't been done before really I think th- that we share things and then um, but I, I also it's so easy to criticize as well i mean i you know um oh. and and, uh, and and that can be a little bit of a curse in it um uh, and we think we can get a free reign on that uh, and i don't think it really i try to avoid that as much as possible but i i, I do i do love watching actors excel in that uh, because i know what they've done to put the work in you know and sometimes it comes overnight with a lot of people it, sometimes it gets so easy for them you think you know the speed of their uh, progression is gone but I love actors who've kind of really simmered put the work in and um, but I think it, it's that type of career that I'd be really happy with but that you're not that big household name and you're not the big A-lister but you can go from the theatre world to television film uh, either the US or the UK or Ireland and you're you know you, you don't need to be fed the big product all the time and you know and as long as you have and I have you have respect amongst your peers and you know I think that and you make a living out of it then I'd be happy so is that how you define success then are those the very simple terms that you know I think so yeah I, I don't I don't need fame or anything have you ever wanted fame? Have you ever? Is there? Did a younger I think Billy? Maybe quietly at the beginning, I think yes, but I, 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 I uh, it, it, it definitely wasn't a thing that I, I 
chase. I mean, the successes of, of the choice of the, your work and I say respect from the people you're working with and your peers in the community and testing yourself and and, and yes, but making a living out of it. Yeah. That to me is pretty good. Has your definition of success changed in the same way as say that like that kind of possible desire for a little bit of fame? I mean, when you were coming out of GSA, uh, what hopes and aspirations did you well, have? Well, you're, you're, yeah, I mean, you kind of want that enough profile, enough that you know uh, that you can get a chance at the better roles, um, and more so nowadays, unless that profile is there you're 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 not really going to get it doesn't matter how talented you are Mm -hmm. um i think if you don't have that profile it's going to be a little tough or somebody takes an incredible risk at you but i don't see that happen often um um certainly over here i think you know um uh, so yeah, so that would be so. I yeah, I I but fame's not has never been really anything. But I do you know it's that thing of giving yourself a profile within the industry. I think yeah, you know. Um, um, but I, I, to sustain fame, God, I don't envy that. If you could go back to uh, that young guy coming out of GSA, moving up to London at twenty two or twenty three, and give him some advice, somehow meet him in a kind of quantum leap. <laughs> Uh, moment in a bar somewhere in London, and you could just have a quiet word in his ear. What, what, mm. what things would you? What, what pearls of wisdom would you offer him? With the benefit, well, I think um, um, I would say you're going to be all right, um, and just keep a sense of humour about it, and keep fit. You know, I think that would be. I mean, there's no big secret, is there, really? No. I mean, no. But it's just, the thing is, it's a lot, I think you can give yourself an easier ride, I think. Yeah. Um, and learn a bloody skill. Um, I'm not I'm not going to put a, a, a number of years on this, because I don't think it's fair. But it's a little while since uh, 23-year-old Billy moved up to London. Yeah. Has ha- Have you noticed changes in the industry in, the, in that time? Have you noticed anything's changed? Or does it feel like the industry you're inhabiting now is a different one than the one you graduated into? Uh, I don't see a great change, certainly because I always wanted to do theatre, so that's always kind of stayed in itself. Um, uh, I think the speed of people want want careers now is quite something. And... uh, The, the the restrictions I think on a lot of younger actors that if you fit into a box that's where you're you're kept mm-hmm. you know um, um, that, that's quite frightening I think um, the money hasn't changed since 1996 or whatever but um, uh, God I found a check when I was moving from London from the old Vic or from um, the Royal Court my first paycheck. And whatever, 10, no, this might be 10 years afterwards. And I think it went up like 15 quid. So if I made you, if I uh, made you uh, King William of acting, um, and you were, uh, you had, you know, 
control over everything to do with the industry. What would you change in order to make it better? What are the things that you that frustrate you? Obviously, you know, theatre pay seems like it's one I can give. Theatre pay, and I think I, also people, I don't know, I might be shooting myself in the foot here, but I, I, I do have a problem with people doing things for free and being asked to do things for free for no pay. Yeah. Um, and I think if you can't afford to pay your actors, then maybe you don't get to make art. You yeah. Know, I, I get so annoyed at that. And um, uh, I would find a, a way that an actor's wage could sustain their homes, have a, a, a decent standard of living with, and take the fear out of their lives. Um, uh, I mean, it's been like this for many years, of course, and it's been well documented, but um, I think that there's something about giving just a, a better standard of living within the industry. You know, I mean, I think it is, well, you actually talk about change, I have to say, I do see it as a lot of people are treating it as a semi-professional industry now. You can't do it just doing the acting. Um, but I, I agree with Tom, you just have to keep working. You know, and then there's times where you just get into that pool, and that, that's great, and that, that pays you very well. But there, there was times, particularly television, I had a couple of series out in like late 90s and early 2000s, and you could just take the rest of the year off. Finally, bonus question, are you in anything at the minute? I am actually, Jonathan, thank God. And that's it for another fortnight. Please, if you've enjoyed this episode or any of the previous episodes, this series or last, leave a rating and a review on iTunes if you haven't done so already. You can also follow the podcast on Twitter at Honest Actors. You can like the podcast page on facebook.com forward slash Honest Actors. And on the website, inanything.com, there are loads of blogs on topics similar to those being discussed in the podcast interviews. Also, loads of other topics covered as well, and hopefully some fresh content going up soon. I have been rather busy, as some of you will be aware, trying to run a crowdfunding campaign. So, if you'd like to help with that, you can find out more information at belfastboxingfilm.com. That's it from me. Time to fade up the music. Okay, so at this point, what would have happened is I would be saying the names of listeners who had gone to BelfastBoxingFilm.com and signed up for a perk that was described as having your name mentioned in the podcast. But as no one took me up on that offer, uh, I will just gently rock back and forth and say my own name over and over again until probably... The next episode rolls around. Jonathan Harden. 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 Stop the madness. Belfastboxingfilm.com. Jonathan Harden. Jonathan Harden, 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 Jonathan, Jonathan Harden, Jonathan, 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 Jonathan Harden, Jonathan Harden. 
Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm. 